Greetings, detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in one, two, three. Now out one, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery Undoing by Perry F. Bruns Read by the author Ah, yes, four lumps. Despite our falling out, you still remember the niceties. Not that I ever had anything but the greatest fondness for the way you make tea, but I've always had a sweet tooth. Mmm, delicious. But on to the reason for my visit. At long last, I can find it within myself to forgive you. I don't say this to minimize our upset, of course. Honestly, no court would convict one or the other of us after what we did. Easy, easy. I mean you no harm. I really am here to bury the hatchet. Such a silly phrase, 
bury the hatchet. I mean, taken literally, you wind up misplacing it, ruining the blade, and leaving it to endanger the next poor fool who comes along to root around for grubs. That is, if you're not burying it in your enemy's skull. Much better to take it as a metaphor. Oh, no, steal yourself. You know I like to digress when I'm nervous. And even though I'm here to end our conflict, I'm still a bit nervous. I really like this blend of tea, though. Very soothing. Hint of chamomile, yes? You always knew the right portions. I know you're surprised I've come back after all that's gone between us. What with you stealing my research and ruining my career, me sabotaging your most lucrative contract, that sort of thing. But I want to thank you. You set me on a new path. A less comfortable path, to be sure, but sometimes one must take a harder road to truly live. And I've learned so many new skills. I've been working as a stagehand for the past couple of years. Janie always liked the theater, especially after our partnership let us attend regularly. Back then, it was just a fun diversion. Now, though, I've gained a new appreciation for it, and there are so many people who will teach you things like carpentry, prop building, costuming, makeup, hairstyling. I've, I've even taken a second job as a barber. But I digress. I do that. You know this. I've also made significant progress researching new chemical compounds. I've had to work independently, of course. After our parting of the ways, I understandably had trouble getting a position commensurate with my skills, even in a bustling town like San Francisco. Don't worry yourself, though. As I have said, I forgive you for what happened. We stood to make a fortune with our new processes and compounds, and I do mean our. You did some of the work, and at first you put up most of the money. And you were always much more invested in the big picture. For me, it was always about methods and results. You are so much better of a choice to run the company, even if you decided that it meant cutting me out of the picture by making sure your name was on all the papers and patents. I suppose all of a fortune is better than half. Simple math. In truth, it taught me to look at the paperwork just as closely as the laboratory work. And I thank you for that. If I had had plans to go back into the field, it would have served me well and reflected very positively on you. You have built such a reputation for yourself, to say nothing of the income. But it wasn't really about the money, was it? It was Janie. The second you saw her, I could see that you knew you had to have her. So pushing me out was a natural strategy. You understood me better than I understood myself. You knew that once I started getting pushed out of the firm, 
I'd grow so much more obsessed over a failed effort to regain some control over my work that I'd neglect her. You were right. I learned from that, too, and owe you a debt of gratitude. Oh, another cup of tea? Don't mind if I do. Yes, four more lumps. Delightful. It's so nice and warm in here, and another cup just amplifies that. So I contented myself by dividing my time between my home laboratory, the barbershop, and the theater. It's been so much fun, and it's helped me become more personable. Oh, don't worry. I'm not asking for my old job back, or any job for that matter. Things are going quite well for me, even if my surroundings are a bit more humble these days. I've even gotten better at writing. I've been keeping a journal with all of my experiments in one section, and all of my personal thoughts in another. You'd be pleased with the praise I've written for you over the past few months as I came to realize how many lessons you taught me. Occasionally, though, I take a night off. You'd probably call it slumming, but to me, it's been quite illuminating. Sure, a few of the people you meet will take advantage of you at every turn, but if one learns to spot them, it's all fine. Perhaps our circumstances would differ now, if I'd learned that lesson earlier. Most of the denizens of my recent haunts are, if not friendly, at least pleasantly reliable. I go in disguise, of course. You might be scandalized, but I've become something of a regular at the opium dens in and around Chinatown. Fortunately, my theater work comes in very handy. I find it's also fun to borrow some finery from backstage. As long as it comes back in good shape, the stage managers don't get too fussy. We all like to have a night on the town from time to time. Oh, I don't use the opium myself, of course. Terrible habit. But I know a few people, and have gotten quite a large quantity of it for a very good price. I do pretend to use it, funnily enough. If I didn't, I imagine people would ask questions. So I mime smoking it. Lie down for a little while. Use blackout sticks on my teeth. My character has developed quite a tolerance. But it's really for my research, you see. I've developed some very interesting morphine derivatives. Nothing marketable yet. But I'm close. Or I would be. You see, I do have something of a confession to make. I do honestly forgive you for every single thing you've done to me. However, you had to destroy Janie, too. When you got tired of her, you just discarded her. You've been making quite a name for yourself in the society papers, and these days the way you have a different lovely lady on your arm every night is the talk of the town. 
Given that, I can understand why you're starting to look a bit drowsy. You must be positively exhausted. Did you enjoy breaking Janie's heart? Or was it nothing personal? Just a strategic decision to make things better for yourself. Did you even find out where she ended up? They pulled her out of the bay, you know. You might have read about it in the papers. Then again, it wasn't in the financials, so perhaps not. Oh, dear. You nodded off there for a moment. I would have thought you'd developed a tolerance, what with all those nights in the opium dens. <laughs> Forgive my little jest, old friend. You see... I did mention that I'd learned some skills with hair and makeup, and that I obtained my research supplies in disguise. <laughs> I decided to disguise myself as you. Your beard is such a memorable feature, and I've gotten very good at replicating it. I've always been good at consistency. In the dim lights of the back rooms... The resemblance really was remarkable. This also seems like a good time to mention that I brought one of your trade cards to a print shop and had them make up a box. Of course, nobody in their right mind would leave their own calling card at a place where they didn't want to be seen. So, I just arranged to accidentally drop one or two here or there. Quite often, in fact. Of course, the more savvy proprietors quietly make them disappear whenever they see them. Discretion is a very important feature of one's business. But not everyone is so observant. And whenever I managed to get access to an office... I made sure to mix in a card or two in their card files. Given the materials you work with, that should lead to some very interesting communication. Has anyone tried to order from you yet? Seems my little joke didn't find you in good humor. Pity. But then again, perhaps you're... Lack of response has a bit more to do with my research. You see, those new formulations I've discovered are quite potent, but subtle. And I figured out a few techniques to delay the onset of their effects. No color, taste, or scent either. But a chemical assay of hair, fiber, and fabric will detect the opium and it was quite simple to dress as a coal delivery man and drop off some free samples of my work in the bargain. I didn't think you'd want them if I just dropped off bottles in the basement with the coal, though. So I added them to your liquor cabinet. Oh, the sealed bottles are safe. I reasoned that you'd finish off the open bottles first, but I also know you like variety. As Janie learned. So to make absolutely sure you would sample it, I dosed all of them. Don't worry, though. Unless you've lost a lot of weight recently, you're perfectly safe. 
You know, I've always had a certain aptitude for sums, so I calculated the dosage to a T. You'd have to have polished off a quart of any given liquor to get a lethal dose, and you've only had three small glasses. I also know you never drink before supper, even at business lunches, so I knew you wouldn't accidentally knock yourself out before I completed that last step earlier today. Then I went back to my flat and quietly disposed of all my supplies and equipment. My notes will be nothing to worry about. I've encrypted those. My experience with you taught me the necessity of that. It will be years before anybody figures out the ciphers. They overlap, you know. <laughs> Just a little necessary precaution I wish I'd learned years ago. I wager you would really love to kill me with your bare hands right now. It's a good thing for me that the opiates I've given you tonight also cause temporary paralysis. It was difficult to get that part exactly right. Add one supplementary alkaloid to the wrong part of the molecule and... Well... I really don't have time to explain it to you in terms you can understand. You see, fortunately for you, you've already done it. You've already killed me with your bare hands. And this time, you did it all by yourself. Even if I laid the groundwork yet again. <laughs> you see... I've made sure you'll get to watch me die. If you can be bothered to stay awake, front row seat. When I dropped off the coal and doctored your liquor, I also poisoned the sugar bowl. Hmm. Shouldn't be long now. I'm already beginning to feel the effects. I engineered that one, too. Started with curare, occasionally used as a muscle relaxant or a tetanus treatment, and applied some of my techniques. After all, I didn't have to worry too much about this poison being found. And it will be. The medical examiner will likely spot it right off in the concentration I used. But just possibly he'll notice some of the other compounds, including several manufactured by our <laughs> Sorry. Your firm. Obviously, you aren't in a reading mood right now. But when you wake up, I've left a copy in your top desk drawer. And, in keeping with your habits, I made quite sure you got credit. You probably won't be the first to find it, though. You should sleep quite soundly, though I'm afraid the screams of your arriving housekeeper will make quite a harsh wake-up call. Thank you for listening to Calm Mystery, a Murder Mystery Company production. To solve your own case with us, visit MurderMysteryZoomParty.com, all one word, and use code CALM, C-A-L-M for $20 off your own murder mystery party. We have dozens of entertaining detectives. You can even ask for me, Perry, by name. If no one else can help, 
And if they can find me, maybe I can help you become Detective of the Night. That's MurderMysteryZoomParty.com, all one word, code CALM.